Hello, welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Danny Stack. And me, Tim Clegg. And uh, if it's your first time tuning in, thank you very much. Welcome. Uh, welcome. We've been doing this podcast for five years now, over five years. It's in its sixth year now, mm. Tim. Okay. Mm. Uh, we're a couple of jobbing writers who like meeting up once a month, or it started out once a month, just talking about the scriptwriting scene. Uh, our theme music that you just listened to there is by a gentleman called Joel Magway. We're still using it, Joel. Thank you very much for that. What a legend. One, is he, where is he now? Where is he now? I think he's just busy Who knows? Doing we, we had a shout-out, like, episode three or two or something, for, like, can we have a theme tune? And, uh, <laughs> and he, he just, sent one in. And he sent one in. And he was making some short films at the time. I don't know if he's still doing that. Uh, but if you are, Joel, and if you're still out there listening, uh, give us a shout. Let us know what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, as I say, we started off doing these things about once a month and then just became a little bit erratic uh, with the regularity of them, mm. only because we got a little bit busy. Yeah. We, uh, for those that uh, don't know us, and if you do, maybe you haven't listened for a while, little recap. So uh, myself and Danny, yeah, we're a couple of uh, writers and uh, filmmakers and general media folk. And um, uh, I've been BAFTA nominated and Danny writes a lot for real proper TV. He's done EastEnders in the past and Thunderbirds and like real shows that you've heard of. And uh, we got together to do the podcast. Then we had a good time doing that. So we made a film together, which is uh, which we finished and just finished a little tour of indie cinemas around the UK called Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg. It's a children's movie. So that's why things have become a little a bit erratic and a little bit more sporadic, because we've been busy doing that. And uh, we've been busy working on now, since Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg, obviously a number of different follow-up movies and TV ideas, which we'll talk a little bit more uh, about shortly just because we had a few uh, emails and we've met a few one of the great things actually is say we're in can we meet people who listen to the podcast and or have bought the the book we have a book out as well called the uk scriptwriters survival handbook and uh, we are we always ask them if we see them you know what do you want what do you like what don't you like and actually one of the things that always surprises us that people say they like is uh, hearing about our Business activities, if you see what I mean. What are we up to? Who are we pitching to? How does those how do those go? If you like sharing the lessons that we're learning. Excuse the printer, Danny will turn it off. Uh sharing the lessons we've learned, like pre- preparation. <laughs> <laughs> Having the printer off before you start. Yeah. Um uh so we thought we'd uh just go over some of the things we've been doing this podcast and then move on to our, our topic, if you like, in, in a few minutes' time. Well, yeah, because it's been a busy year for us because we made... We shot Nelson Nutmeg two years ago. Yeah. It was our last week of filming, as we speak, two years ago. And then last year, it had its world premiere at the London Film Festival this time last year. Yeah. And then this year, uh, as we speak, it's on release in America and we've had a little tour, as Tim said, and we're gearing up for an official UK release. So we thought we'd fill you in. Home entertainment. Home entertainment-wise. Uh, so we thought we'd fill you in on what we've been doing because we've been, we've been to Cannes this year and I don't think we've spoken about that on the podcast, um, but also just in terms of the general meetings that we're having, mm. what we're trying to kind of push forward, how we're finding 
all of that as an experience together and individually. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next, the other topic that I think we're going to cover today yes. is about writers' mental health. Yes. So we've got, if you like, that very serious, um, slightly difficult conversation later. Um, and uh, if you like, this is our warmer bit of fluff to talk about what we've yeah. been doing. But it's been hard work, Danny, but it's been exciting, enjoyable as well. And the big difference that I've noticed going to Cannes this year in May and the follow-up inter- interviews and um, uh, meetings that we've had compared to when we went before a few years ago is I felt people took us much more seriously now. Even though the film's not a big hit... You know, most listeners, if they don't know us, won't have heard of it. That doesn't seem to matter in so much as we've done it. We're not do we're not sort of talkers, people having a chat, we've made a little short film or something over a weekend. Um it's like we've made a movie and it's out in a commercial manner. So we can now argue with them about what would make it a bigger hit and all this kind of stuff, but at least we're out of the gate. Yeah. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, well, I remember in our prep for Cannes, we had a very specific strategy in mind. Hmm. So we got into the zone quite quickly, I think. It, I remember saying to you one day that I wasn't going for a good time. In fact, if I didn't have a good time, I'd be happy. Yeah. As long as it was filled with good productive yeah, meetings yeah. and um, yeah. getting to see the people we wanted to see. Yeah. And I think that's what we did. We we went for four days, did we, this year? Oh, it's, uh, uh, no. It's five. It's five, five, but um, we flew out on the sixth day, so we still managed to get some meetings in the morning. So we, cr- we crammed it all in. And then, uh, as well, in the middle of it, I had a writing, writing deadline, if you remember. I do. You were still going. So it was like getting up in the morning and doing pages of script and yeah. then going into Cannes to have wall-to-wall meetings. Yeah, 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 yeah. To which you'd collapse in the evening with just food and a bit of drink and yeah, then yeah. repeat yeah, uh, but Cannes is an experience. I mean, we have spoken about Cannes before in general in previous podcasts. So Cannes is an experience is a bit mad and crazy, but very worthwhile if you if you're focused hmm. and reach out to the right people and the kind of level of conversations you can have. I guess, yeah. as you say, people taking us a bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had some, but we were more confident as well. I think maybe, maybe, but we've always been pretty. Um, presented the air of confidence anyway i think okay mm. um but um yeah people could watch the movie um obviously john and the t and and ross and the team at evolutionary films our sales agent had a poster up so they could go and see that it was for sale mm. and they could even go and watch it there with the guys if they chose to and uh uh I, I, you know we didn't aim too high we didn't really have we weren't meeting Disney or someone like this. We were just meeting people the next level up from us. Um, so people that were that could finance one million pound movies or something, or one million dollar movies probably. But that's a step up from Nelson Nutmeg Micro slash no budget, yeah, almost really in their yeah. in their mind. So they were still thinking if these guys can do it for a million dollars, that's cheap for us. And we were thinking, well, that's the next step up for us. So it was a great meeting of the minds in terms of where people's ambitions were. And again, it wasn't all talk because we could prove it with the film that we had. So it all felt to me, you know, positive. Now, the reason we talk about... That's in May, of course, isn't it? The reason that we're talking still now about it and why we're still using it as an excuse that we've... (laughs) 
not doing the podcast is because we're still kind of still in touch with all those people, still trying to move the projects forward. Yeah. So the can's just the just the first knock on the door. Well, I remember in our meetings because our next film is a Christmas film, mm. and in our meetings in May we were saying, yeah, we're working on the script right now, which we were. And the first draft should be ready by the end of uh, June, at the, yeah. la- at the latest, <laughs> which was uh, imminently achievable at the time, but it wasn't ready by the end of June. It wasn't. Uh, because we got distracted with some, oh, with the release of Nutmeg in the US and some of the stuff that was going on with that. But also because I think it was harder developing it than we thought. And it was uh, harder. And we went around this more times than I thought we would do, all for the better in the end, but it was quite hard quite a slog wasn't it yes because we were trying to uh, make the difference between a kids film and a family film Nelson Nutmeg being a kids film aimed specifically for kids six to nine years old say Uh, and then the Christmas film being more a family film that could play at the box office and the whole family could go see it together and there's a difference in terms of tone and the kind of sophisticated style of story but you still want to make it fun and a bit silly um, we worked hard on just finding that tone, mm. I guess, and working out the story a bit more. Um, I can't remember now when the first draft was finished, but it did feel like a, a difficult first draft. Well, yeah, we, because we did about five drafts to get to first draft. Yeah, yeah. That, you, you, you writers know what we're talking about there. Uh, the fir- you know, we're calling it the first draft that we're sending out. Um, but to us, we've been round it many, many times. Um, we did it again just to fill you in. We did it via the cards on the board. And we worked that up to a treatment. It was at that point we went through what Danny's just talked about. We realised we'd gone too young, children's. So we had to scrap that pretty much and reworked it up now with an adult protagonist. And so we had to virtually start again and we did that again. And then Danny had to obviously turn the... I say obviously, it's, it, it's the bit that he does, if you like, turning the uh, cards and the notes and I do a really detailed beat sheet like it's sort of 20 pages long kind of detail and then Danny turns that into the first draft and we were kind of I guess he was we were probably about halfway through that in May but we then even then thought we're still going too young and we had to work on it again Mm. so it's been a slog and people will you know uh, any writer listening will will recognize this as something that they've been through uh you know, to keep working on something because you feel it's not quite right for the tone and the tone's a hard thing to fix because it, it's pervasive all the way through. And so, we, but we did work on it and now we are where we are with it, which is where uh, we're still in serious talks with people we've met in Cannes and for, with our producer's hat on now, we've broken that script down into a schedule and a budget that's a proper budget as in based on, you know, that script and all the pages and you know how many characters are in it proper detail down uh and so now we're trying to move that forward in a really serious uh way um so we'll see what happens early days but uh, meanwhile, on the meanwhile. T- on the TV side of things, uh, myself and Jan, Jan Caston, the third part of the little production company we set up for Nelson Nutmeg Pictures, we went to the Children's Media Conference in July. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first few days in July, yeah. where you can have meetings with people from Disney. Indeed. But it's TV on the TV, TV side. TV, and more approachable uh, in that way. So it's a very good uh, event to go if you're interested in writing for the TV kids market, uh, the Children's Media Conference, once a year in Sheffield. So we went to that. That was very busy. 
uh, we were tr- we had developed our TV projects to various uh, levels. Like some were just outlines, pitches; others were script ready. And so we were chatting to them. And in the last couple of months, we've been having a more kind of proactive meetings about that with some uh, broadcasters and networks that you'd know, like Nickelodeon and things like that. And we thought it might be useful to chat about a few things that is, emerge but, from those meetings. And uh, Well, the first thing you say when we reflect upon Nickelodeon as an example is the fact that actually we're now having those good meetings, talking about proper ideas. That is following on from meetings started last Children's Media Conference. That's right. Remember? Yeah. So that's now 18 months later that we're really... Um, kind of reaping what those early seeds that we sowed then. Plus backing it up with Nelson Nutmeg Film. And that's helped. Did that because happen? seeing that through and how's it going, guys, mm. and that gives us an ongoing thread of achievement and and interest of ups and downs and all that. Because people in, in the TV world are interested in that because it's different to them. It's not their way of doing business. Uh, so all been really interesting, but that just goes to show how long these things take, you know, to... Uh, um, keep plugging away, keep having the ideas, keep sending them in, and then 18 months later we're turning round into like, well, actually, guys, we quite like these. Um, you know, keep developing those, and um, let's have a serious think about them. That's sort of where we are now. No no, no deals signed yet, folks, but um, at least it's a serious chat uh, about, you know, ideas that we're putting forward rather than just like, oh, keep us up to date with that which is where we were before, so we're moving past that sort of stage. But like I say, it's taken that long. Not that everyone will be like that, of course. We've had other great meetings where people have gone, well, we really love... We watched Nelson Nutmeg on the way. We really we really loved it. Guys, what have you got for us? Mm. We're like, oh, crikey. You know, because it's happening so quick. So it's... Um, uh, it, uh, but collectively, it's been a slog, Danny, I suppose, but enjoyable because it's involved coming up with lots of great new ideas, which I've enjoyed brainstorming out well yeah we've come up with new ideas and we're working on even another script right now page 52 thank you oh yeah um and the reason i bring that up is because we've got the christmas script on Mm. the go and we're trying to have meetings about that but then something came up i think it was in the nickelodeon meeting in terms of going through our idea our ideas and giving us feedback on them individually and what would make them work for nickelodeon if we change some things uh but then you said I think it was in the meeting itself. Listen, this meeting is, or this idea that you're talking about now in particular isn't quite right for you guys, mm. or we wouldn't change it to that degree. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that, we kind of st- stood our ground a bit. No, that, that sounds uh, negative when you say it like that, uh, Danny, but it wasn't. It was a positive thing, and we got told that it was a positive thing. What what I mean by that, listeners, is uh, we're obviously going through. We had a bunch of ideas, and we uh, and they what they wanted to do in the meeting was go through the full list of ideas, which we we didn't think about doing. We thought we'd just talk about the top three. They thought, no, no, let's just go through all of these, and that will help you to understand what we're looking for better. So well, let's do that then. In the end, it took quite long <laughs> quite a long time because, of course, once you get into an idea, you want to kick it around a bit. But there was some that just weren't for them, and so. I would draw a line and say, actually, guys, I don't think this... We've put it on the list because that's just our list for everyone of all ideas that we have. Let's not waste time on that idea. It's not for you. It doesn't fit your brand. And they'd be like, great. 
And they appreciated that honesty because when we then would fight a little bit more to say we actually think that this could work for you, they would see that we weren't just trying to shoehorn anything into anything for a quick, you know, a quick scam. We actually knew our ideas and could understand them. But beyond that, we could understand how it would fit into their business and how it would fit into their overall brand, uh, which is somewhere between Disney and BBC, if you see what I mean. It's not as goody-goody as the BBC, but it's not as kind of shiny and sparkly and every, isn't everything amazing as, as Disney. It's kind of in between the two. So that was a, a really good way of doing it. But one, this idea that Danny's uh, talking about was one where they thought there could be something to it. But we actually said, let's not talk about it because Danny's, <laughs> Danny's writing the script. Let's come back to you with it when it's done. And the reason that Danny got into it, one, he likes the idea, but he likes all the ideas. But secondly, is about it's about a budget range. The Christmas one, whichever way we cut it, is set at Christmas and requires a, you know, a proper location and, and a cast and extras. Um, whereas this idea, the new one, is a much lower budget one. And so it gives us that range of projects. We've not got three or four projects that are all about the same and for all just for one type of viewer and therefore for one type of broadcaster or film company we're trying to give ourselves a range of things that all sit within a children's and family film umbrella and i think i say that all writers should have is that range of something that's got two or three characters in it in a room we just come from a meeting with Suki. he's working on an idea or what he's thinking about starting an idea that's kind of three characters pretty much um uh domestic but mystery uh and i think that's going to sit alongside well his action one that he's working on at the minute um that we actually went to speak to him about but that i think that that's the right thing um uh, to do and i'm pleased at how our slate is progressing danny in terms of having that variety but all high quality yeah well uh, one particular producer you know offered us money for the Christmas film, but at a very low micro-budget range, mm. thinking that we could do another Nelson Nutmeg on it. Mm. And we said no, because it would just it would, didn't... It just wouldn't work. It didn't, wouldn't work, but that's why we're starting... And he'd be disappointed, yeah. because he'd be like, this looks rubbish, because we're trying to fit whatever the phrase is, you know, a quart into a pint or whatever. You know, it's just like, uh, it's not going to... Yeah, it's not going to work. But this new one that you're halfway through, you know, could work for him, because, you know, it's contemporary, doesn't require big setups and everything. Can be shot local around here in a, uh, just a domestic, you know, on the street sort of thing and in houses and normal, normal. So um, we're hopeful, you know, that one of these is going to come off. Um, but anyway, that's a long answer to the question, where the heck have you guys been? Yeah. <laughs> but been, we thought you'd be interested to know about those ups and downs. We've been in London, we've been on trains, we've been in each other's offices and kitchens. Belfast. Uh, and uh, Tim's been in Belfast doing a few workshops. Czech Republic. We've been everywhere, man. You've been yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, there's Sheffield. <laughs> Sheffield and uh, finding some writing time as well. Um so that's why, generally, I mean, we do always keep in mind that we want to do a podcast every month, but it's just, it, we just get two pulled left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, and then obviously our own individual writing work yeah, or, yeah, or filmmaking work, which is important because our own projects can take some time and that's not money, uh, it's not a money giver. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, a, it's like a long term investment. Yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. But that's all, that's all part of it. Yeah. Uh, 
And in saying all of that, does that neatly segue into our main topic of conversation? I think it does. Which is uh, something I wanted to talk about. It was your thing. But I wanted to talk to you about it specifically, because I think uh, this is something that is not really in your radar, or that you have given much thought about before. Correct. And it's something I think I have a bit more experience of. Uh, not that I'm boasting about that, because it's, <laughs> a, it's a negative thing. And it's, a, it's about um, the challenges of mental health mm. for a writer. Mm. Uh, and uh, I blogged about it recently in, uh, on my blog. Uh, and I thought it might be good to have a conversation about it. Well, you got some feedback. I got that, fe- that it was on people's minds. Immediate feedback on the blog. Uh so what what time are we at now? Where are we? 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Okay. So I, yeah, yeah. Um so just to give you a potted history of my personal experience of it, I think it was around 2010 and into 2011. That was my worst period. Although you know, we were doing the podcast at that stage. Just starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I started... Wasn't that part of the reason of starting it? It was, I was to I was get pro- yourself out of the house. I, well, I was procrastinating because I didn't want to write. Yeah. And I thought, well, let's do a podcast. Um, and that was the, all the beginning of it. But I'd lost my confidence, you see. I'd lost my confidence about my writing and myself. And I didn't realise it at the time, but there was something much deeper going on. Mm. And it was a very negative trench I was digging for myself. And it got to the stage where you don't you don't talk to anybody about it, mm. and nobody can really recognise the symptoms, or you can easily hide them, um, because it's just something internally ticking in your head uh, of, you know, I'm no good, my mm. writing's no good. I'm just talking about writing now, because uh, I, I was I was aware of this. Whereas I suppose for anybody else, it could be anything. It could be about their life or their relationships mm. or whatever. This, for me, was just specifically about writing. And I, I just didn't believe in anything I wrote and I didn't want to write. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to get a day job. And, but I was also very miserable. I remember feeling very down. Uh, and I have Twitter to thank uh, because I, I would log on to Twitter and my first instinct to tweet would be feeling very down. Mm. And I wrote that on the preview box like many a time. Um, but would delete, delete it and not post it. But then once I realised, like, this was almost like the 10th day in a row or whatever that I was writing that and deleting it, I was like, there's, there, that's, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Uh, and then I realised, well, this is damaging my work mm. and this is my career. And if I'm really to continue, I'm going to have to do something about it. So I'm, I'm glad I had that moment of clarity yes. to kind of reach out and do something about it. And what I did was I... I, I contacted a therapist who didn't deal with writers or creative people at all but I just explained the situation and she said well why don't you come down and we'll do a few sessions um, so I did that and that was really useful I found just in terms of getting the perspective required uh, because you can twist yourself into some sort of logic that only you understand and see mm. of what's wrong and why which makes perfect sense but wouldn't make any sense to anybody else yeah um but also, just to put it into a perspective of depression, I guess, uh, I got fired from a job mm. because I was, I was, I had writer's block in effect. And I, I didn't believe, I, I lost my confidence, didn't yeah. believe in what I, but I knew I had to write something <laughs> because they were expecting a draft in and I needed the money. Mm. And, uh, and so I did my first draft and it was a disaster. And, uh, you know, I had a really tough script editing session and I tried my best to fix it, but then they had to fire me. And that made it worse in terms of what yeah. I was feeling. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but so I believe in that in that regard I believe in writer's block in terms of it's a form of depression proper writer's block mm. because even though I was writing something it was of no value to, yeah, any, yeah. to anybody um, anyway and I think also one of the reasons why this occurred to me was because I took the all or nothing approach to my career way back when yes it's like I'm going to be a writer or nothing so I made it something that I had to do so I've taken on all the things that you should do. It's like, well, if you're going to be a writer, you should do this and you should do that and you should be getting your deals and you should be doing this. And when they started not to occur, or, you know, I, I gained some success in some ways and then it started to, re- it started to reverse. Mm. So then there was a pressure and then that pressure led to anxiety, I guess, and yeah. then to a sort of depression. Um, and then everything backfiring against you and all those, and because you're a writer and you're trying to live the writer's life, which is generally in isolation, mm. um, it just developed into these murky negative things. So I'm not claiming I had it really bad or I'm not claiming I had it in a classic sense. I'm just saying I've, I've certainly swam in those waters. Yes. And I've, uh, but I've, I've gained the benefit of speaking out to somebody in a professional capacity mm. that helped me steer me right. But then I've got the podcast and then you to thank for kind of just getting back into a healthier social, do you, do interactive you, do, do you think it was the, uh, the working alone? Because obviously that now was one of the main we things. meet up once a fortnight or once a week almost because yeah. there's always something going on. Yeah. Even if it's like yawn fest, everyone, we've got to do the accounts next week. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, so you, you're now no longer sitting on your Todd in your little office or whatever. <laughs> Uh, do you think that was a big I think that was a big part of it, it? it working by yourself and spending you know 8 to 10 hours a day staring at the computer not talking mm. to anyone mm. I mean uh, and then you know my, I'm, I'm happily married and my wife would come home and everything would be fine yeah, and we'd even make jokes about it because mm. I'd go to London and I'd, I'd see a poster for a homeless guy saying you know some guy this guy does, uh, sometimes this guy doesn't talk to anybody all day and I'm like what's his problem <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I, I started to feel it as well in terms of I'd lost my social skills, skills to fun, you know, like yeah. even when you went for a drink kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you just retreat into silence well, and stuff. We were just talking about uh, Tim John. Yeah. We long term listeners will remember we did an interview with Tim and his new film. That Street he's written. Cat Named Bob. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Street Cat Named Bob. It's out in a few weeks. He, he adapted from the uh, well known novel. And, um, uh, you know, he, 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 I was amazed, you know, in the fact that he's still doing teaching locally, uh, you know, script writing teaching. And so, you could, you know, that's, that's what a great teacher. Some guy's got a big movie out at the minute, you know, that's everywhere. And uh, we were sort of saying, well, probably one of the reasons Tim does it is to get out. And so there's many different things you can do, I guess, isn't there, to, to try and stop that isolation. I mean, he's a veteran. So he's obviously knows that he can't be, he can't lock. You know, he doesn't need to do the teaching, probably. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he, 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 we should say we don't know. We don't know. We're, that. we're, just, we're just talking. But you general. know, I, I'm suggesting that if he wanted to, he probably could get away without doing it. But I'm sure part of the appeal. Mm. Well, I do screenwriting it. teaching, and I find it um, beneficial in terms of the yeah. interaction and the social nature of it. Yeah, just getting out, isn't it? Yeah. And. Um, uh, so it's probably a recommendation for writers then, actually, you know, if we try and draw a lesson out of your your experiences in the past, is actually to stop, you know, there might be other issues, 
and there might be setbacks like there is but if you've with the isolation those are magnified in on themselves mm. like an echo around a big cave an empty cave you know what i mean if you've got a a, a, a hall full of people a shout disappears into it but an empty thing empty church hall it echoes doesn't it yeah and because uh, and i think the reason we started talking about this was again without getting into the details is that i was working on a script recently commission um made worse by the fact that danny had ha- had helped me get this <laughs> get this commission and then we would i was working on it and they just said actually tim it's not quite working out mate sort of fair enough i i can't i i thought we could get it to work but at the same time who's got the time if you see what i mean they're under time pressure they want to get this these shows made they don't want to be mucking about with me at draft nine ten and all you know who's got time for this in an ideal world yeah fine and uh but I, I guess I didn't feel as bad as Danny did back in his darker days because. Uh, but I said something to you, didn't I? I said, what did you, you say? Uh, I said, imagine that experience that you just had, yes. but on a regular basis. Well, that's the difference. Yeah. And there's something about it as well that I just didn't care. Maybe because of Nutmeg and those other things that have gone well, uh, which is probably saying the same thing as you just said, because it's a bit like, oh, well one of those things it's one of those things not it's everything because it's just like oh well it wasn't for them you know it didn't quite work they were very nice in their email to me to say obviously you you know what you're doing and you put the effort in we could see you know you're slogging away but it's just not working yeah now in your darker days i've had literally a script editor with that disastrous yeah. draft going danny what are you doing <laughs> it was that bad all right not that bad right but even if you got the feedback i did in a darker day you take that you don't believe it you see what i mean you're going that's them being polite but actually they just think i'm rubbish whereas i actually read it and take it take those words at face value which maybe i shouldn't do anyway but i'm just like yeah fair, a fair assessment i did give it a go uh, wasn't for want of trying Obviously, I have got skills, so this just is one of those things. And I would take that in that way. Whereas if you get two or three back-to-back, as, as what you're saying, then you can you start drawing um, comparisons that maybe aren't there yeah. to believe that. You take no, it very personally, you get insecure. The thing, is, the, thing is, the thing is, Danny, what made you not give it up? Because there'd be some, <laughs> there'd be some people... They aren't cut out for writing. Mm. They're not cut out for writing. And so it's just not for them. They're, you know, maybe just the working on your own at all isn't for them. Uh, maybe, you know, diligently working at dialogue isn't for them. Just it's not for them. You know, they thought they thought it's exciting to have been a writer. It's not. They should, they should be, they should maybe even be better suited to be an actor, maybe. Yeah. It's not for them, right? How... How do you know the difference between someone that's having a little dip and someone who's is in the wrong business though? Well, I mean, I, I was, I was close to giving up. I was thinking I should get a day job now, yeah. and, uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't think what that day job was. Yeah, I didn't know what it would be, especially around here in Bournemouth. What yeah. I mean, a call center. What probably yeah. made me more miserable. So I was thinking maybe teaching. Yeah, but, you know, the job wasn't available then. And then a couple of things happened. One, I got a gig. I got a, an opportunity to uh, write for Octonauts, it was. Right. And that, and that came about 
because I was rejected from another show. So I was feeling down about that. That was probably my the height of it. So I was feeling really bad. Uh, and I got rejected from a show. But I just happened to send an email to the producer of that show and say, well, thanks for the opportunity. It was really nice to have met you, all that kind of stuff. And she was just, she replied positively saying, oh, we really thought you were great and everything. It's just one of those things, mm. you know. Uh, but would you would you like to write for Octonauts instead? So that was a bit of a surprise. Mm. And then she sent through the info and I was uh, petrified because I thought, well, here's a good opportunity. And uh, <laughs> if, if my writing's kind of as bad as I think it is, I'm not going to be, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, this is it. So it was kind of a make or break thing right, in my right. in my mind. Right. But I was in my mind, I was thinking, don't mess this up, don't mess this up. So th- I was putting pressure on myself, but I just wanted to do a good job. Uh, and then I did the script, and they were like, "That's great. Do you want to do another one?" And that just just that little bit of confidence and constructive feedback just gave me that initial boost and lift. Yeah. So that was that was the start of the turn, as it were. I'd say. Um, and then what I did my own myself and my own personal routine. I changed my routines. Right. I started changing my routines, so I don't work in that office that at home anymore. Mm. I, I work down in the kitchen table where it's nice and open and open the back door, as you know, quite yeah. regularly. The other one was a box room. Yes. Six by three, like a coffin almost. And I was I was in there for the good part of six, seven years, mm. you know, for 10 hours a day. And it wasn't healthy. Um, so I don't do that anymore, even though the computer's still there. And I go up and do occasional things there, backups and things. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, so I changed my routines and I started doing more exercise, getting and doing just making a more positive regime. Mm. I made the web series, if you remember. Yes. Liquid Lunch. And that was part of the reason just to kind of get out of my funk a bit. Yeah. Just to keep proactive. Okay, I should do something. Mm. It had been a while since I'd done Origin, for example. I mean, fi- finish, trying to finish Origin, my short film, was one of the reasons why I was getting so down as well, because that was very difficult for mm. me. Uh, you had the euphoria of a team making the film, and then I was left all alone for the post-production which was a nightmare, and I didn't know what I was doing, mm. and I was spending so much money. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so I had the good fortune of getting the opportunity to write for Octonauts, not messing that up. Then maybe at the same time, I can't remember now in term exact timeline, but doing the web series, and then more work just kind of started to trickle through, and then making the conscious decision to embrace the kids' stroke family genre mm. wholeheartedly. Because at the time you're still saying, "Oh yeah, but I'm this and I'm that, and I can do this." And yes, that. and if it feels having, having the brand almost, it feels a bit more needy and desperate yeah, in terms yeah. of, "Oh, I can do that for you, and I can do yeah. that for you." It was just like, and I had a good chat with my agent, which I'm sure we've brought up before in the podcast. You know, laser beam it. We mm. put it in the book. Yeah, you know, just focus on the thing that really makes you money, or yeah, that you're yeah, really good yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly as a campaign. Yeah. Even if you you know you haven't got to sign up to that for life. No, you can still write year, what you like. You this still... year we're focusing on yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or what you know, so that producer that you particularly like will only remember you for that family thing rather than well he's no good for the crime thing, but he said he's good for the horror thing and you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's just difficult. Uh you know, I, I've still ended up doing a horror while yeah, it's still, no, 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 other pe- things, but, you know. No, no, people still do it, but it's just, you've got to have something that you're making a shout out Yeah, about. yeah, I'm, and now... I'm, I'm just, looking passionate about I'm that. getting a lot of work in the kids. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, well, and, rightly so. And I feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. And I feel much more confident. And, and so, yeah, so I thought it important to flag up, especially for any writers out there who are feeling a bit down 
about rejections or not being able to break in even and life being a bit miserable. And if you just think, well, that's what life is, maybe it could be something a little bit extra that you could benefit from just talking to somebody mm. about. And I'm not even talking about getting professional help. I'm just talking about talking to a friend. So that, well, that's so that why, you know. That's why writers' groups are so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? If you can get to... The, the problem is they can quite often come and go. And what you're talking about is really finding people that you've um, you've known for quite a while uh, so that you can feel com- comfortable and confident to share those emotions. Uh, so if it's the first... <laughs> Your first time going to a meeting or something, script script chat or whatever, then you maybe don't want to be bringing that up, you know. But um, uh, no, if you can get into a group, uh, into a little group and a little buzz going on locally, to wherever you are, uh, all the better. Or even a virtual one, but I think there's something about meeting up because it gets you out of the uh, out of the house in a way, yeah. in a way. Um, gets you out of your, your little room mm. to kind of go and have a chat with uh, people and just uh, find out what they're doing. Maybe realise they're in the same boat. Same boat. So you don't feel like you're the only schmuck that's struggling or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 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 important. And and that, that's the that's the problem with maybe those high high profile uh, events like a screenwriters festival or something. It's also positive. There's three days. Loads of people there, and everyone's on a on a jolly, uh, uh, having almost a holiday, and um, it's about what can you do in between those to kind of get a bit of depth in your life with other writers. That's a good place to meet people, but can you follow up with them during the year? Meet up down the pub. Yeah, make some uh, friends. We do it here, don't we? Yeah. Local. Yeah, uh, yeah Don really Carver organises every now and again. Um, just a little script writers thing, and we don't really even talk about writing that. That, that much when we go um we're just talking about whatever's going on and yeah uh, and it's exciting to hear about the crazy schemes that people have got going on they're doing a short they're doing a thing and steve mccartan said he was going to do this short and then bless him he's done it you know and it's just like well that's that you know how great yeah. how great's that you yeah. know not talking talking but doing yeah and uh such a such a great such a great thing. So as Danny says, it's not always about getting that professional help. It's about having some people around uh, that you've got a certain depth with or a depth of relationship with, yeah, I suppose. That goes beyond just a, yeah, a, a superficial social network. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, 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 the therapist thing, I find that there's a, I found a better solution yeah. is to go with a good, a good drinking session. Really? With a good, a good drinking buddy. <laughs> And it, it's better than the therapist, I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, because even if the... That sounds a rocky road for writers, mate, know, what you're talking about there. Don't be don't within, be listening, kids. Within moderation, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I found that really uh, more cathartic, you know. Mm. I mean, you wake up hungover, but you feel like you've uh, uh, yes. un- unloaded a lot of from your mind yeah. before it's been understood or shared. Um, yes. Yes, that's right. Because I'd, ne- I'd never done therapy before and I'd seen it on TV and film and things. But, you know, it's essentially it's a one-way conversation, mm. essentially. I mean, they're making observations and comments. Yeah. But they're, they'll never tell you. No, you're not talking about their issues, are you? No, never. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, feel free as well to give, give us a shout-out on social media or email us. Uh, 
if you are feeling a bit lonely out there and don't know what to do, just you know say hello or whatever. Um, we don't, we don't like people thinking that uh, they're backing themselves into a, a dark emotional corner. No, 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 no. Get out of there. Yeah, get out of there. Uh, but we don't want to make this too downbeat either. So that's why we're saying there's light at the end of the tunnel and all that. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's that's definitely it, Danny. Yeah, that's definitely it. Because even with your story, because it's about just recalibrating, isn't it? Recalibrating what's realistic, so that you're not disappointed when it doesn't happen straight away. If you maybe felt that was <laughs> you know how it works, um, realizing what you are good at and doing more of that, and stop doing the things you're not good at. Getting out altogether, but being happier. Yeah. You know, we both know people that have done that. They they started as writers. They're no longer writers, but um, they're happy in life. And that's important. Do you yes. see what I mean? Yes. So it's like there's always a fix to uh, wherever you think you are. Um, but the fix might be difficult to see when you're, when you're down the bottom of the well. Because all you can see is a little circle at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I think people should feel very positive that there's an answer yes uh, I've got a nice coda to my miserable script editing and script editor session I'm still in touch with that script editor to this day right and this was like five six years ago what the one that said no Danny just like what, what are, you, are you doing this is the like the worst first draft of anything we've ever seen and luckily it wasn't even my first episode with that show right so if it was then I would have felt even yeah, more yeah, yeah. So, that's, so that's why she was confused it was like that. what, what? Well, what's <laughs> happened there but we, we uh, I only had correspondence with her last week in fact and she's now working for a company that she tells me she wouldn't be working for if it wasn't for me. And I'm like, what? how is this possible? Uh, it's because I'd, I'd written for a show that they did. And when I worked on her show five, six years ago, that she knew me from that. Right. And, and it's just between the links and the networks and whatever. Uh, but, you know, we're still in contact. And she, we both laugh about <laughs> what happened before. And she, and she wasn't horrible or mean at the time even no. you know so it was more of a constructive thing but just feeling bad about it uh, but this is the thing you can think to yourself well this person hates me yeah uh, and I'll never work with that company or that person again when really they're just thinking about the job yeah this yeah of course job. yeah 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 alright well I don't know if any of that was useful listeners well, let's us waffling so. about ourselves it's, and don't then... be ashamed to talk about it is what we're trying to say as well it's not a taboo subject anymore I don't think uh, it's becoming more and more uh, visible in my timeline I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah which is a good thing yes um, so anyway that is us if that, that was your first time welcome to the show we might be back next <laughs> month or it could be a few, another few months who knows who knows we've got some good interviews lined up so um, we're hoping to bring those to you Shortly. Yes. You can email us at ukscriptwriters at hotmail.com. Yes. We have our individual websites and blogs and stuff. You can email us and contact us through there. Yeah. We're on Twitter as UK Scriptwriters uh, and Facebook. You'll find us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Check out the book on uh, Amazon and Kindle and all sorts of uh, different e publishing platforms now. Uh, UK Scriptwriters Survival Handbook, which is much more practical it's about the nuts and bolts of earning a living as a writer so uh, if your questions are more about you know how much should you get paid where could what could you do as a writer what's other opportunities you might not have thought of that's what we cover in the book um with some good interviews in there as well and tips from uh, top people in the biz 
so anyway, yeah, we'll catch you next time. I think it'll be an interview next time. Uh, so look for obviously those always a highlight for myself and Danny because we get to meet cool people. Uh, obviously, let us know any cool things you have going on that um, you might be able to help them plan. Alrighty, catch you later then, uh, listeners. Bye now. Bye.